What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Misguided Goddess Podcast. It's Sion, the Misguided Goddess. How y'all doing? I hope that you all had a blessed and abundant week. Okay, we just had a new moon, so I hope that you set some new intentions. Happy September. I know I'm hella late with the pod, but it is with good reason. Okay, reason number one. On Sunday, we just gonna hop right in. On Sunday, um, DJ Kelly Green had this event. It was a little day party um, called <laughs> Kelly Green's Meltdown. It was so cute. She um, asked me if I could work the door for her. And of course, I said yes. I was off. I had nothing else to do. And I went. It was such a good time. I got to meet a lot of people. And it was just a really, really good time. And I really, really appreciate her for giving me that opportunity. Okay, so that's number one. At this event, at DJ Kelly Green's Meltdown, they were selling gourmet um, grilled cheese sandwiches. Friggin' amazing. Friggin' amazing, okay? They had (laughs) this sandwich that they created, and it was hot sausage on honey bun. Now, for y'all who ain't from New Orleans... I don't know if they have hot sausage where y'all at, but down here we eat hot sausage. Hot sausage on French, anything, okay? Me personally, I don't eat hot sausage regularly because one, I try to not eat meat as often as possible. Two, if you eat a hot sausage sandwich on Monday when you belch Friday night, you're going to still taste that hot sausage sandwich that you ate on Monday and that bothers me. I don't know if that bothers other people, but that bothers me. But, however, I had a hot sausage on honey bun. Shout out to Chef Poochie. Um, It was at Addiction Coffee House. I I think regularly it's a coffee house. It's so cute in there. So cute. It's um, under the bridge. It's on Claiborne, on North Claiborne, like in the downtown part of it, like in the 7th that's what I say. It's so cute, y'all. If y'all ever, you know, in the city of, for my people who are from the city, it's in the 7-1 Claiborne. It was so cute, y'all. Okay. So, also on Sunday, my mom decided that she was going to cook. And for the people who know me in real life know, ever since my baby sister turned 21, my mom refuses to cook. She's like, I'm not cooking I got all my, I don't have no babies. All my children can cook. Y'all can feed yourself. Two years ago, I decided to help my mom, well, help my mom start renovating her house. So I had this awesome idea. My mom has six children. I told y'all I have five siblings and I'm the middle child. I, um, I told, I got together with my siblings and I was like, Hey, I think that we should all come together for Mother's Day and for Mother's Day, we should buy Mama all new kitchen appliances. Okay. Long story short, I ended up buying them by myself. Um, But I wasn't tripping. Like, I'm not mad. I wasn't mad because at the end of the day, that's something really nice that I wanted to do for my mother. And in return, all I asked her was, can I get one home-cooked meal? So, I'm not going to lie. She's cooked for us before, but... Since I have been home, this was like the first time that my mom actually really like put a like, let me tell y'all, my mama made a roast. (laughs) My mama cooked cabbage and rice. She made cornbread, potato salad, candy yams. She bought this like cake um, that somebody made. It's like a, it's like a banana pudding cake and that's what she um she bought that and so she was like well I got the cake so I'm a cook and y'all come over and her friend came down from Texas because he came for like Labor Day and down here in New Orleans it was a Southern Decadence uh weekend so and it was so funny because my mom's best friend is a gay man and our next door neighbor our next door neighbor well my mom's the next door neighbor because I don't live there (laughs) she just turned 83 in August so she's an older lady my mom's friend says, yeah, she, um, I was speaking to her and she called me over there and she was like, 
oh, you know, they got a lot of gay stuff going on downtown. <laughs> Y'all, that took me out because Grams is shady. Okay. She is so shady, but I respect her for not being prejudiced, even though she is as old as she is. You know, a lot of older people don't really be for, you know, people really living their lives and minding their own business and enjoying themselves. But I'm assuming she's seen it on the news and just thought, okay, this is something he would be interested in. So he saw that and I just thought that was so funny. But anyway, um, they got me really drunk at Kelly, Kelly Green's event. So I went to my mom's house drunk in the middle of the day. <laughs> so I get to my mom's house and I'm like, I got to shake back and I got to eat. So me and my sister, we go sit in front of the door. We run in there. We smoking because, of course, I, 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 when I drink, if I smoke with like after I drink, it brings me back down enough to where I'm me and I can remember myself. And I keep thinking back on Sunday and I remember me and Lakin, um, shout out to Lake and Joy. She is an amazing photographer. She's one of the Jet Lights photographers. We had a conversation and... I feel like I was talking for like 45 minutes straight because I was rather drunk and she just sat there and had a conversation with me. I feel like right now, like looking back on it, I feel like I was talking forever, but I probably wasn't. But as y'all can tell, y'all, we, we 10 weeks in on a pod. <laughs> y'all know sis can talk. Okay. So that was Sunday, but then I ended up, uh, by me drinking, um, early in the day and I'm not really a vodka drinker. I drink tequila and Hennessy. My stomach was tore up. Like I wasn't nauseous or anything, but it was like I had my stomach was in knots. It was terrible. Oh my gosh. I was I was it hit me fast. It took me fast, y'all. But I was able to come home, took a shower and I just laid down and went to sleep. I had to go to work Monday morning. So um, I did have a special guest that I wanted to record the podcast with. That's why I just went ahead and waited until Monday. So Monday, um, I got home and the person who I wanted to have on, I laughed and told her this morning I was going to blame everything on her for my pie being this late this week. Y'all know I try not to go past Monday without posting my pie. So I'm sorry I'm late y'all, but I did try to have a special guest on and somebody has <laughs> near and dear to me. Um, maybe I can get her on the pod this weekend cause she'll be back in town this weekend. So fingers crossed. I hope that I can get her on the pod next week. Um, <laughs> she had some issues with her flight. So we ended up not being able to record last night. And then I don't know, last night I was really sleepy. Like we were sitting on my bed talking and the next thing I know I was snoring. Like I was knocked out. I don't know. I just, I was really tired yesterday. Um, but that's why I'm late with the pod. I just had to run that. So that was Sunday, Monday. So here I am. Today's Tuesday. And we're just going to jump right into our mental health check-in. Guys, I'm doing so well. I can breathe. I just, I feel well. <laughs> and I just, I let everything go. Everything I was dealing with. I just, I let it go. Like everything with my job. I, I mean, I'm on a job hunt, so I am looking for something else. But, oh, so Saturday I got written up because they said that like the last time I worked, I didn't do anything on my shift, which I mean, I was sick the last time I went to work, which was last Monday. I was really sick. And so I probably didn't like they probably not lying and I'm not tripping. And then after that, I didn't show up to work for four days. Well, three days. I had one day off, but three days. So I, I knew, you know, something was going to happen. I literally was doing whatever the fuck I wanted to. But that's just because I hate my job now. And then we were in a meeting with I was in a meeting with two of my managers. And <laughs> the one manager was like, I mean, you act like you don't like working in Florence. I say, yeah, because I don't like I don't <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so they uh, another manager pulled me to the side on Monday and she told me um, she asked me if I would be willing to transfer departments. So that's something that I'm dis that I'm thinking about. I think I'm going to go ahead and do it just because, like I said, home improvement is my passion. So as much as I can learn um, about home improvement or 
house flipping because y'all know eventually that's what I want to end up doing like flipping buying and flipping houses that's just what I thoroughly enjoy doing love remodeling demolition I, I live for that like that is my passion that's what I'm passionate about so it's the more I can learn you know that's why I like my job because the company that I work for is a home improvement company as a whole and I was able to move up move up move up and that's just kind of why when things stopped going the way that I wanted it to go I just I didn't like it anymore but mentally guys I'm really doing well I cut off a few toxic people this week yes I did I stood up for myself and I am very happy about it (laughs) there's this one guy that came into my life and we became friends and then we kind of sort of tried to start fooling around but it didn't work so we just decided to be friends however this the course of this friendship has mostly been one-sided and so I told him off randomly one morning he didn't see it coming I hit him up and I went off and he was just like Coming up with excuses, laughing. I can't even tell y'all what he said because I wasn't even reading his responses. I just was going off like, you're toxic as fuck and I want you out of my life. So I'm putting you out of my life. Whatever it is, it is. That's what it is. Like, (laughs) nah, I'm not about to do one-sided relationships anymore. I deserve so much more than that. And I'm worth so much more than that. And I'm an amazing person. And I'm not saying that to boast or brag, but I genuinely am a genuine person. I'm a good person. I would try to help anybody if I possibly can. And people try to take your kindness for weakness when you are that kind of person. And I'm not that girl. Like, you're not going to take my kindness for weakness because I will take my kindness. I will take it away from you. So now you don't have me. You don't have access to me. Leave me alone. And I felt awesome after I did it. I felt incredible after I did it. So our topic for this week, I've been dancing around this idea in my head. I have a story that I would like to share with you all. I mentioned it a few times on other pods, but um, just thinking back, maybe like one or two weeks ago, I walked in a break room at work and my coworkers were talking. It was like, Uh, It was two younger guys and this older woman, but she's like really cool. And they asked me, they was like, Sion, you ever had your heart broken? And I was like, yes. So they asked me how old I was. And I told them, you know, 20 something. And they was like, and you only had your heart broken once. And I'm like, "I've, I've had my heart broken twice. But the first one... I don't really count it because I got him back, you know? And, of course, that's Montez. That's the person I told y'all about a few pods back. Um, But I have been going back and forth with me wanting to tell this story just because it hurt me so bad. Hurt me so deep. I played the fool. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed and I didn't even tell a lot of people what actually happened in this situation. So here goes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, so in July 2016, I was single girl, working two jobs. Just, you know, chilling, grinding, you know. I was in my zone. Early 20s. I had my own little apartment. Saving up for my little car. And I was online dating. And I was on this website, Plenty of Fish. I had met one. I met my first, like, real life, real deal boyfriend. And I'll tell that story because it's a really cute story. And I really was in love with him. He truly, truly was my first love, and I will never forget him. And he was supposed to be my baby daddy, but we don't talk no more. But anyway, that's another story for another day. So I like plenty of fish. So I met a lot of, like, nice guys on there. 
Um, I made a bunch of clowns on there as well, including the one I'm about to tell y'all about. So I met this guy. We DMing for a couple of days. And then he asked me for my number. So I give him my number. So we talk on the phone. And he's like, you know, I want to meet you in person. Da, 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 da. Like we sweet, like we exchange pictures and stuff like that. And first red flag, first one, I'm like, the picture that's on the website and a picture that he sent me don't look like the same person. But it was like his, his head in a picture on a profile, his head was turned. So you couldn't really see his full face, but like even a profile of skin color, it didn't look like him. And he was like, no, that's me. Like, argue me down. Like, no, that's me. So I'm like, all right. And I think his profile said he was a teacher, but he was not a teacher. But anyway, that's first red flag. Okay. So we ended up talking, talking every day. So, you know, he was cool. So then he was like, you know, I really want to meet you. I really want to see you today. Like, I have some free time off. Um, Can I see you tonight? But I had to work overnight that night. So he was like, well, uh, tell your sister. Actually, I think I had my car at this time. No, no, no. Wait, damn, did I? I can't remember what year I bought my car. Anyway, I think I bought my car in 2015. Huh. No, no, no. No, I didn't. I bought my car October 2016. Okay, so no. My sister and my brother-in-law, they used to bring me to and from work because I I had a part-time job uptown. I was working overnight at this gas station. So he was like, "Uh, you know, tell them they don't have to come and get you tonight. I'm going to come and get you. So I'm like, okay. So he come to get me from my house. He didn't come upstairs. I met him downstairs because I lived upstairs in an apartment complex. And so we're talking. So he was like, you're not even looking at me. Like, you don't even know who you got in the car with. So I'm looking at, I'm like, I am looking at you. Like, I'm just blushing. <laughs> just the blushing. So he drives me to work. So we talking. Oh, they played um, Pretty Brown Eyes. Oh, and I love that song. Pretty Brown Eyes. That song came on the radio and he had almond shaped eyes and they were brown and it was so, he was so cute to me, y'all. Like, I was in love, child. But anyway, so he uh came and got me. So when we got to my job, he got out the car, he gave me a hug and he was like, you know, I can't wait to see you again. So I was like, okay. So he was like, but you know. Once you get settled in and your coworker leave, call me. And he was going to stay on the phone with me the whole night. So we talked on the phone on and off throughout the night. And then the next morning, he came to my house that next morning. <laughs> he came to my house that next morning and we hung out for the first time. And I'm so tired. And he was just like, you know, He's like, I don't want to be too forward with you, but I would like to just lay down and talk to you if you want. Like, I know you're going to be tired because you just got off work and then you have to go to your other job. So I was just like, you know, all right, you could come over. So he came over, we were talking, we were chilling, laying down in my bed. And I went to sleep and he slept there with me. So it was awesome. So anyway, we end up growing and growing and we're boyfriend and girlfriend, like for reals, for reals now, y'all, like. He was really my boyfriend, but it was so many red flags. It was so many red flags, like thinking back on it and reflecting on it. I don't know if I, I think that what it was, and I'm going to be honest with y'all, I wanted him so bad that every red flag that I got, I ignored it. Or if I did say something about it, if he had a response, I just totally believed him. And that's just how I am in relationships. If you tell me something, I'm going to believe you. That's why I don't like liars. Because I'm going to believe whatever you tell me. Because I have you have no reason to lie to me. And that's just how I feel. However, I feel like that. Other people don't feel like that. People really be liars. So, they had this thing that came out on Facebook. And it was some kind of crazy thing where like, if you typed in your phone number, like all this stuff about you will come up, but it's on the internet and it's free for anybody to look at. So I did him. I did the number that he gave me and it came up under a different name. My boyfriend's name was Jason Smith. That was my boyfriend's name. 
the name and I'm gonna use his real name because I honestly don't care and if y'all know him in real life let me know because I'm still trying to see him because I still owe him around okay like I'm gonna get to all of the crazy shit just wait he told me his name was Jason Smith his name was actually Joseph Hart that's whose information came up when I asked him who Joseph Hart was because his phone number is in the same name he was like oh that's my cousin you know my cousin lives with me like I own he was like he owned his own home but his cousin and his two of his cousins lived with him one was a guy one was a girl he was like they were in their early 20s and a mom was like tripping out on them so he let them come and live with him he also had this job working in radiology at auctioner and he would be at work all day and all night all day and all night he would only get like a 30 or 45 minute break to come and see me i lived at least 20 minutes away so every time he went back to work you know i'm i'm very affectionate so if i could lay under my man for as long as possible i'm gonna lay under my man for as long as i possibly can and we just enjoyed being in each other's company. And the sex was amazing. Ugh, it was so good. Okay. Ugh, it was so good. So it would be like sometimes he would have a break and we would have sex. And then sometimes we would have. And, but I made him stop. Like I was like, I feel like you using me for sex because you only see me when we're having sex. That's it. Like we don't spend time with each other. We don't go anywhere. So those were the red flags and like I said I had started to pick up on things and I started to call him out on it but every time I would call him out on something he would have something else to say about it like he would always have an explanation for something and I still remember this one weekend I called him because I was off and I'm like I'm off and I want to see you and we didn't talk for two weeks after that two whole weeks we missed Valentine's Day. <laughs> this was my first Valentine's Day having a boyfriend. And I was so excited. And he was just like, oh, I got you a gift and you're going to love it. I got my Valentine's Day gift for Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras was in March that year. That's when I got my Valentine's Day gift. And it was really cute. It was some earrings, like some little stud earrings with this, like, I, I, I Googled them. They cost about like $300, but... Because I thought they were fake. I didn't know what they was. And I didn't want to be walking around wearing these fake crown studs. But they looked like crowns. It was so cute. And he gave me, um, it was, <laughs> he gave me a bag of Kit Kats. Like the mini, like the mini ones that's like in a pouch. But it's a bunch of little mini Kit Kats. Um, it was those. He gave me the white chocolate ones as well so I had those two bags he gave me a box like this really cute little box but he bought like a pack of Kit Kats and put them in there too I don't know if I told him Kit Kats were my favorite candy or what but he gave me a bunch of friggin Kit Kat stuff and he had left it in a car so it melted all together so it was sucky you know Kit Kats and then he gave me this little teddy bear that was the poop emoji. And when I asked him, why did he give me a teddy bear that was a poop emoji? He said, because you ain't shit. But like, that was one of our gifts. That that was one of our inside jokes. So he's always like, you know what? you Like, I remember the first time I told him, like, you ain't shit. And we just went. It was like an inside joke. But anyway, and I thought, and then for Christmas, like right before that, because that was for Valentine's Day. For Christmas, I had bought him a sweater and some Burberry cologne. And he sprayed the blue, blue, the bur blueberry, the Burberry cologne all over the teddy bear so it would smell like him. But it was like, part of me was mad, but part of me was happy because I really did love him. And I just, I just thought that, you know, this will be temporary, like, us not being able to see each other because he's in school. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all. He told me he was in medical school, too. He told me he went to Tulane. He was going to school to become a heart surgeon. And he also told me, I think he was 29. He was 29 when we met. He told me his birthday was September 11th. And he was turning 30 the year we met. 
That's what he told me. And for his birthday, it was on 9-11. My best friend's birthday is on the 12th. So I had already planned on spending her birthday with her. And But I still wanted to do something cute for him. So I like did the candles and a sexy lingerie. And he came to my house soaking wet with sweat because he said that he had just did a stress test at his job. But I think that he had just finished playing basketball. To this day, I, I feel like that's what happened. But it was his birthday and I didn't want to fight. So, And I had planned this awesome night. I cooked. I had this awesome meal. I bought him. He didn't really eat um, cup, cupcake like cakes and stuff like that. But he really liked these chocolate chip muffins. So I used to buy him chocolate chip muffins all the time. <laughs> and long story short, I'll just jump to the end. For It was my birthday. My birthday is June 3rd had this big party and he was uh, and I asked him was he coming to my birthday party I'm like oh you finally get to meet my family because at this point he was he had told me that he started shopping for engagement rings he was like you know I think that you are the one that I'm supposed to be with he was like you love me you support me you always there for me you know we love each other and he did we we were in love with each other we would tell each other we loved each other we used to FaceTime at night when he was on at work and he would sing a couple of Forevers to me by Chrisette Michelle and I to this day cannot listen to that song. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not strong enough yet. But I told him, I was like, I bought his, I Ubered, bitch. I Ubered, bitch, to Gentilly to buy him some shoes and some jeans. I was having a white and denim party. I had my my brand. We had, I just dropped um, the Iconic Rebel t-shirts that were in different colors. And I had a white t-shirt and it said Iconic and Black and Rebel and Blue. So I was going to give him one of my shirts, bought him some. It was either some white and blue. M, it was either white and blue G-Nikes or all white G-Nikes. But I really think it was all white G-Nikes. And some Levi's jeans. Pay my fucking money for my fucking birthday. And he did not come, (laughs) y'all. He did not come. I was dealing with so... I was depressed for my party. Like, I was already depressed because I was going through so much shit. And then my sister pissed me off. She was being a total bitch to me. And then I get in the bathroom and I'm texting him and I'm telling him about my sister. And I'm crying. And then... I'm texting him and I'm like, babe, where are you? Like, I need you. And he did not text me back. And then I was like, so what, you're not coming? So he was like, they didn't give me the night off. I didn't have any anything else to say after that. I was so fucking heartbroken. Like, I was devastated. I was devastated for my birthday. Like, he did that shit to me on my birthday. And... I remember I had got my makeup done. It's my first time ever getting my makeup done. Um, shout out to I Am America B. She is fucking amazing. She did an amazing job on my makeup for my birthday. But I remember just sitting there crying. And my mom was like, you got to stop crying. Like, you just paid to get your makeup done. Why would you waste your money? Wipe your face. Okay. I sucked it up. Went back out to my party. Partied. I enjoyed me. I celebrated me. That's what, that was my mission. My birthday is June 3rd. By, I'll say June 15th, this boy texted me. I had called him. I will never fucking forget this. I was off on a Thursday. And I was texting him and I'm like, babe, I'm off today. I need to see you. And he was not texting me back, wasn't calling me back. And I'm calling and I'm calling. And only I kept calling because I know that it pisses him off when I keep calling back to back and he don't answer. Like, so that's why I did it. Yes, I'm that girlfriend. Oh, well. So I will never forget this. I was sitting on my sofa. I was on the phone with Mallory and he texted like we had just finished talking about him. Like I say something, probably something about fucking him. But right after that, and he had. I switched his text tone. So every time he called to text me, I knew it was him because he's the only person at it. And my phone did the little. 
And I was like, oh, this him texting me now. And it was a paragraph. He was just like, I can't do this anymore. Please respect my wishes and never talk to me again. And I froze. <laughs> I'm on the phone with Mallory and my fucking heart shattered in a million pieces. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was frozen. I couldn't. I started laughing because that's always my first reaction to do to anything. If I feel uncomfortable, if I don't know, I just start laughing. And that's all I could do. And I'm on the phone with my best friend and she's like, see, are you serious? And I'm like, Mallory, he broke up with me. Through a fucking text message. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm getting my man back. I want my, I'm in love, y'all. I'm like, I want my man back. I'm calling every day, pouring my heart out. He didn't block my number. So I know he was getting all my texts. Bitch, I'm sending him email, emails. I emailed him, y'all. I emailed him. I did that for like a week. And then I just, I was dealing with so much already. That on top of everything else, I just had no will to fucking live anymore. I had nothing. I had no reason to go on. I had no reason. Nothing else was going right in my life. Not one fucking thing was going right. Not one. (laughs) Not one. And I remember I was still going to work every day, acting like everything was okay. And the whole time I'm there and I'm just falling apart. I'm not even there. Like I'm just a vessel. And I remember it was a Saturday that I worked and I worked that Saturday morning and I'm like, I have to figure out what I could do to get him back. Like I miss him so much. And I got on, what did I do? Oh, I had one of his friend's phone number because he wanted me to give my friend his friend's phone number. And... I ended up Googling the guy and a, inst- and a Facebook page came up. Detective Brown was on the case. And when that came up, it linked me to some other things. And I ended up finding his Facebook. And there was a video. And I will never forget this. And a girl, they won a basketball championship. He loved basketball. The Houston Rockets was his favorite basketball team. Um, and he was really good at basketball too. Like really, really good. Um, to say he was average height, like he was really good at basketball. But anyway, I watched the championship video because they won a championship from like some three on three team or some shit. And a girl said, Joe, look over here. Bitch. (laughs) I threw up. (laughs) I couldn't fucking believe it I threw up I threw up that's how fucking sick I was I fell in love with this guy and I have no fucking idea who he actually is bitch I got catfished in real life (laughs) we was together we was together for 11 months I got catfished in real life y'all and when I tell people Like, I wanted to, like, y'all, I'm serious. I was fucking mad. I wanted to burn that nigga house down. I figured out where his house was at. I tried to get his lights turned off, all types of shit. I started sending all kind of shit to his house, junk mail, spam. I didn't give a fuck. If I could send it, I was sending it. And then one weekend, my cousins came down. And one of my cousins is with the shit. She's with the shit. She was like, we going to pull up. I'm like, bet, let's go. He did not come outside, y'all. Blowing a door, blowing a horn, knocking on the door, calling the phone. He did not come outside. And he was home. His, his car was there. He was there. And how I know he was there? He called the fucking police on me, y'all. He called the police on me. And I had weed on me and I was fucking drunk. So I wasn't trying to go to jail. So especially not in JP because he lived on the West Bank. Matter of fact, I think he lived in fucking old Gretna. I definitely wasn't going to jail in old Gretna. Hell to the no. But to this day, I still I wanted to burn his house down. And 
that fucked me up. That took me out. After that, I'm like, fuck it. Fuck men. I'll hate them. I hate them forever. I hate them all. But my problem is I really like dick, so... Unfortunately, the ones I like are attached to men that I don't really care for. But yeah, y'all, that motherfucker broke my heart. Oh, and then the kicker, he was helping me with one of my classes and he had my books. Y'all, this boy was helping me with one of my classes. And he was like, I'm going to take your math final for you. He broke up with me two weeks before the semester, the week before the semester ended and didn't take my final. I failed that class. So, bitch, not only did you break my fucking heart, hoe, and you lied to me, <laughs> you fucking played me, bitch. You also made me fail. You made me fail. I had to drop out of school because of that shit. I had to drop out of school because of that. And I remember afterwards, I just was like, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed because I took up for him to everybody. Every fucking person I took up for him. I took up for him to my fucking mama, y'all. Like, my mama was like, I know you ain't buying no shoes for no man. I know you ain't. And I'm just like, my, it's okay. Like, it's all right. I love him. And it wouldn't be the first time I bought him shoes anyway because I bought him Nike slides for Valentine's Day. That's some shit that I wouldn't wish on anybody, like anybody ever, anybody fucking ever, because it was like, it was like, I wouldn't have been that mad if we would have just broke up, but for us to break up and then for me to find all this crazy shit out, like you lied about your whole existence to me, then you never spoke to me again. And when I moved to Dallas, I moved back to New Orleans. I moved in my apartment. I ordered Uber Eats one Sunday. And that bitch was my delivery driver, y'all. That boy looked in my face and didn't say one word to me. Gave me my food, turned around and walked off. Like, <laughs> like he didn't even know me at all. And that was when I got over it. I was like, you know what? It don't make no sense for me to keep on crying because it's his loss. It's his loss, bitch. I'm the prize. I did everything. Even if he was lying about marrying me and all of that shit. I did everything I was supposed to. I loved him. I supported him. I took care of him. I was there when he needed me to be. I did everything I was supposed to do. And I trusted him. I believed in him. I've had his back no matter what. And the thing that I always thought about was one time I was a, I had, I had, I think I had switched birth controls and we thought I was pregnant because I had got really sick. I had got really sick. And a matter of fact, my brother-in-law was driving me home after work one morning and me and my brother-in-law we used to always take the long way home because we love talking to each other. And I was like, can you pull over? I have to throw up. And I threw up everything I ate that day before. And after that, he must have told my sister what happened. My sister asked me, was I pregnant? And I'm like, I really don't know. I'm like, I really might be, but I don't know. And I called him and I told him and he was like, well, we're going to have to take your pregnancy test to see if you're pregnant. And I was like, if I'm pregnant, I'm keeping it. And he was like, of course you're keeping it. He's like, we're going to be a family. Like, I love you. <laughs> so many fucking red flags. Like, niggas are trash, dog. So when, like, after all of that happened and I called myself healing and growing from it, I realized I didn't heal from it. I didn't grow from it. All I did was move to different situations where I still was not dealing with somebody who was actually who actually deserved to be with me like I fucked up and I downgraded myself because of that situation and the only reason why I decided to actually share this with you all is to let y'all know everybody has had their heart broken every single person in this world has had their heart broken in some form or fashion way or another and that broke my heart because the one thing I've always wanted 
just simply was my partner. Like for us to just be in love, be happy. That's all I've ever wanted. And I was so happy. And then after the fact that I started reflecting on the situation, I realized I actually was not happy because I was living a lie because I was being lied to. When I tell you, when I talk about people selling dreams, my nigga sold me a dream and I bought that bitch plus tax and I got the motherfucking protection plan, the extended warranty on it. I did that. And that fucked me up. And I didn't tell my family about it because my family, I know how they is behind me. And they would have went found this man. And to this day, I still don't even want that for them. Like, I wanted to hurt him. I did. I'm not going to lie to y'all because I was so fucking devastated. And I was just like, if you, you lied to me this whole fucking time. That the only thing I remember after we broke up and I found out everything was a lie and shit like that. But I, the first thing I did was call my doctor, made me a doctor's appointment. Because I'm like, if this bitch gave me something, like, which, you know, I say we all know our bodies. I knew I was good. But that one time I really did. I thought that I was pregnant and we were so excited. We were so excited. And I was like, he was like, well, you can transfer to a store that's over here. You know, I already have a house. Like, we're going to be good. And. Like, I just keep thinking, like, and I don't know what it was. I'm like, I'm sure it had to be something because nobody just creates this whole personality in life. Like, I, to this day, I think that he was married. I think that he was married because I found out he lied about his name, his age, his birthday, bitch, where he was from, all kinds of shit. Like, <laughs> All kinds of shit. And he really broke my fucking heart. So my takeaway from that, y'all, is, you know, adulting 101 is healing after a heartbreak. What I did in my healing process, instead of me looking at all the negative that he did, I looked at what I did. I looked at the way that, and I made myself easy to walk all over. I'm not even going to lie to you. I did. Because... I just thought that when you're in a relationship, you as a woman is supposed to do whatever your man tells you to do. You know, as long as you're comfortable, then it's not disrespecting you. So, you know, whatever he needed me to do, I did it. Oh, babe, um, I don't have time to go grocery shopping this week. Can you go grocery shopping for me and I'll come and pick up the stuff? I'm going to the store. I'm going to the store. I'm going to Sam's. I'm going to Costco. I'm going wherever I got to go because he need me to do that for him. Anything he needed me to do, I was right there. And this one time, I remember I was real. I had like three anxiety attacks at work, and he was like, "Clock out, I'm I'm coming get you." And I thought he was playing. Called me like ten minutes later. He was like, "Why are you not outside?" And I was like, "What you talking about?" He was like, "I told you to clock out. I'm coming get you." He was like, "I'm outside. Come outside." I clocked out and I left. I told I, I didn't I didn't even tell the managers before I left. I clocked out and I left. I called them when I got home. I took me a nap, called them when I got home. And I was like, um, I wasn't feeling well. So I left for the day and it was just like, okay. And when I came back in two days later, they told me, you know, we, we had to come back. Well, anyway, that's when I've been talking about that, but shit like that is what I appreciated about him because I'm like, okay, this is somebody who loves me, who is protecting me. And all the while he really wasn't. So what I had to do was, and I learned this recently it's, it was, I think I talked about this last week too. If I didn't, I wanted to. And it was give yourself the love that you are so free, willingly, willing to freely give away. And I realized that the person that I am in relationships, I didn't deserve the relationship that I got for me to act like I was just so happy and over the moon with him. And I honestly think overall, what I really liked about him most was the dick. Like we really had really great sex. Like it was fucking amazing, but the relationship wasn't there. And then this is the thing that pissed me off. When we met, I told him, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm just, you know, basically looking for one person that I can fuck with. That's it. I'm not, I don't want a relationship right now. 
But when we met and we started to get to know each other, he just was like, you know, I think that y'all, this man told me, I think that you the one that I've been praying for. Like I've been praying for you. I'm so happy I met you. Like he was like Christian, like a good person. But that shit was fake. Like all of it was fake. And it don't even matter if some of the parts was real when we was together. It was all fake to me because he was fake to me. And my adulting one-on-one this week is healing after a breakup. And what I said was I looked at the things that I did in a relationship and I reflected on that and I learned from those mistakes. So like, for instance, the first red flag, I told y'all what the first red flag was. If I told y'all what it is now, trust me, I knew what it was then and I let it pass. So that was number one. So number two when I would catch him in little lies, I should have known it's possible for there to be big lies. However, I'm telling y'all this, but this is stuff that you have to live through and grow through in order to learn. Life is going to give you the lesson. It's going to give you the, the lesson before it teaches you what you need to know to pass this test. It's going to give you the test before it give you the lesson. That's what I meant to say. It's going to give you the test. It's going to give you the test. And the way that you decide to go through that test, that's going to be your lesson. So if God throw a test at you and you fail it, guess what? <laughs> You're going to have to go through it again. That's why a lot of us stay in the same kind of cycles. Because we're not correctly passing these tests that's in life. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. So now I know better for when I do go into other relationships. I know what a healthy relationship looks like. I know what a healthy relationship is. I know that now and I'm gonna I hate to end it here but I'm almost to an hour so I don't want to just keep blubbering on but just when you're healing after a relationship focus on you don't focus on the other person because they gone you are all that you have focus on rebuilding you figure out you whatever you was getting in that relationship why can't you give that to yourself Whatever you were giving in that relationship, why can't you give that to yourself? That's something that I had to learn. And I'm not saying I'm bitter and I never want a man again because that's not true. Okay. I'm single now. I'm single by choice. Because I know that what I'm looking for is out there and it's going to find me when the time is right and when I'm ready to receive it. That's when it's going to happen. So I'm not doing no kind of tripping. Then the whole situation with him, it was rushed. We was together for 11 months when he told me he was already pricing engagement rings. He said that shit because that's what he thought I wanted to hear. <laughs> I wasn't getting engaged to nobody that never met my mama. Because that's the big boss. You got to impress mama. If you don't impress my mama, then I don't really see what we're going to do here, buddy. Because I'm always in these. So, anyway. Lastly... The last thing that I want to go over is the what in the, what in the world is going on right now. The Bahamas and the small islands around there and almost it's getting to Florida. It's dealing with Hurricane Dorian. I personally, I'm getting nauseous talking about this. Katrina traumatized me. So I can't watch flood videos. So when the news comes on, um... When the news comes on and it's showing like flooding and stuff, I can't watch it because I'm still traumatized from Katrina. I wasn't even here in the water. So I thank God that the way that I feel about seeing waters, I'm glad I wasn't here for Katrina. Like I thank God for my parents and well, for my parent and my uncle, my aunt and uncle and my mom. Like I pray that I thank God for them for allowing us to leave so we wouldn't be in that water because I am still to this day traumatized. And I don't want to make this about me and I don't want to keep talking about Katrina because that was 14 years ago. But we did just have a Hurricane Katrina uh, anniversary. We have a lot. We have we have come so far and we have a lot more to work on as a city, as a country. But the Bahamas, just keep those people in your prayers, because as you all know, those are poorer countries than America is a lot of. There's a lot of homelessness going on in those beautiful resort places and stuff like that. So just. Keep those people in your prayers, please. Um, Florida, 
they are anticipating a storm right now. So I pray that everyone that did not leave stays safe. Um, I read that there were about five fatalities in the Bahamas already. And I just pray that they're strong enough to come back from this storm. Like I, I just, I, I, my heart goes out to those people just because every time they have a big hurricane like that, I just think about us and Katrina and how like that shit was terrible, man. That was terrible. And this week I was going to talk about my Katrina story, but I really don't want to talk about that anymore. Like it's traumatizing and I don't want to put my listeners through that. Like if y'all are interested in my story, I have no problem at all with telling y'all about it, but I don't want to just freely talk about that because a lot of my listeners are from New Orleans and we live through Katrina and I don't want y'all to have to relive those memories with me discussing it on my pod. So like I always leave out, um, I said all that to say, keep everyone that is affected and be, well, that was affected and is affected or going to be affected by Hurricane Dorian. Just please keep them in your prayers. If you guys do get a chance to donate, I don't uh, suggest really donating to the Red Cross um, just because I feel like that's a, they have a lot of scam going on with the Red Cross. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just they give me I don't know. But if you guys want to give, just find somebody that will actually, you know, get make sure that whatever you're donating is actually getting to those people. So shout out to Sydney Torres. He is a entrepreneur in New Orleans and he's already on the news getting people together, putting boxes, um, care packages and everything like that together for people that are affected by this hurricane. So I just want to say, um, I'm gonna close out here. I pray that you all have a blessed and abundant week as always. If you guys are interested in a tarot card reading, DM me on Instagram at the misguided, at, at misguided goddess podcast. And Just let me know that that's what you're interested in. If you guys do have any more questions or anything like that about any of my podcast topics, always feel free to DM me. My phone is always in my hand. Even when I'm at work, I will definitely DM you back. If y'all have a question or a topic or something y'all want me to cover, or if y'all want me to um, go in deeper about what I talked about today um, with having my first heartbreak, I definitely will. Just uh, hit me up on, like I said, on Instagram or either I have an email. It's the it's misguidedgoddesspodcast at gmail.com. I will put all of the links um, on the podcast page. And then, of course, link, link in bio. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And like I said, I pray that you all have a blessed and abundant week. Well, rest of your week since today is Tuesday. I love you so much. Have a great week. Peace.